What's going on, y'all, and welcome back to the No Limit Lab. I'm your host, Eloy, and today we're going to be talking about and going over and reviewing The Last of Us, a new series available on HBO Max, which is starring Pedro Pascal, which is based off of the video game The Last of Us Part 1 and soon to be Part 2, unfortunately. But they have the first three episodes available on HBO Max. This was based off the award-winning game that was made and created by Neil Druckmann. Neil Druckmann also has parts in directing the show well not directing the show necessarily but also writing the show a lot of the ideas for the show they're trying to be as accurate as possible as they can for the show and this has got a thumbs up for me on hbo max anything with pedro pascal and uh, a lot of people just kind of go towards you know he's like the how do you say he's like the he's like the guy in hollywood now for tv shows you want a guy for your tv show get pedro pascal whether it's narcos the mandalorian or this show he is going to deliver, and he certainly does deliver, uh, in my opinion, for this show. So let's go ahead and discuss the show. Let's go ahead and talk about it. This episode, or this show, has so far been three episodes long. I I am starting to like what they're doing with the length of like shows now. The first episode is called "When You're Lost in the Darkness," and is very much an intro to the character of, of Joel and Ellie, and basically how we got to where we are in the show. So in the game, the show takes place in 2013 it starts i believe in 2003 but it takes place in 2013 and in the current timeline and the game came out around 2014 i believe and in the show it takes place in 2023 pandemic starts in 2003 and we get different parts of the timeline that they show during flashbacks as well as in current time as well so 2023 is the current time in the show joel is much older than he is in 2003 obviously it's 20 years later uh yeah, let's go ahead and get into this. So, the, episode, the first episode's called uh, When You're Lost in the Darkness. It is an hour and 20 minutes long, and I'm not gonna lie. When I saw it, it was an hour and 20 minutes long, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, this is gonna be either... Oh, well, I wasn't exactly like that. I was like, this is either gonna suck, like, so much ass because it's so long, or it's gonna be really fucking good. And I'm glad it was the latter because it was really fucking good. I really enjoyed this show. Um, I'm really enjoying it so far. I never played the game. I'm gonna be straight up. I never played The Last of Us. So I can't kind of went into this, how do you say, like, I don't know what's the word, with no expectations, but also expectations, I guess. Because I, my friend uh, would talk about how the game is just fucking amazing, and how he just loved playing it, and how the character of Joel was just so, like, a, one of his favorite video game characters of all time. And it's it's just one of those games where it's just been worshipped for its story. And I'm a sucker for story, so... When I heard that, I'm like, okay, this this should be good. I hope it's good. But we all know how like a lot of studios are when it comes to making games or making movies or shows slash movies based off of video games. So I was a little worried because of that. But I'm not really worried too much anymore as I'm liking the show. I'm liking everything the show is bringing to us so far. Um, in the first episode, we start off in 2003. We have the intro to basically what happened. Um, Joel's daughter I believe it's her birthday. No, it's Joel's birthday. It's Joel's birthday. His brother Tommy. Uh, they all live together. Him, his daughter, and I'm assuming his wife passed away. Uh, but they all live together. His daughter is, I want to say, maybe 11, 12 years old. 11, 12 years old. And they're living, I believe, in Austin, Texas. If I'm not, if I'm not wrong. Um, uh, basically, what happened? I, I, I love. I, I don't know what they call this kind of day. Do they call it like? zero day or something like that or like when the first day of everything happens or whatever but i just love the way they just like did everything now a lot of people didn't like the castings and i'll give you the reason why they didn't like that pedro pascal's daughter or joel's daughter in the show is light-skinned and not a white girl and they don't like that pedro pascal is hispanic and joel is not hispanic and same thing with tommy look i can understand why some people don't like that I didn't really have a problem with it. I didn't find it as an issue. I thought that they all have done great so far. So to me, it wasn't that big of an issue. If it's not such a glaring problem, I don't really see an issue with it. Like if they turn Joel into a girl or a woman, like, oh no, that, that, that would have been like, no, it's not, you can't do that. Don't fucking, it's, it's, like, it's like James Bond. James Bond can't be a woman. It's an alias. We can go as far as that. James Bond is not a woman. It's just like Joel is not a girl. So if I would have saw that, I probably would have been a little pissed, but um, people getting upset by the, I guess, him being cast, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess you have a right to be upset, maybe because, like, some people don't like that Pedro Pascal is basically in everything now, but I didn't find a problem with it, 
I had a couple people tell me that they weren't going to watch the show because of that. And I said, that's fine, man. You're missing out. That's on you. You have every right to vote with your dollar. And if you don't want to watch it, that's fine. I encourage you to do whatever you want to do. Um, anyway, back to the show. Joel and his brother go to work. He tells his daughter he'll be home uh, by nine. And she goes, okay. She goes, don't forget to bring a cake home. And then she goes to school, gets out of school, goes to spend time with the neighbors whose mother is, seems to have some suffering from some sort of Alzheimer's, maybe dementia. Uh, no, no, dementia, it looks like. But it's not something, it's not normal. Like when she goes over there, the grandma starts like tweaking out and just like her bones start breaking and the girl doesn't notice it. She goes back home, uh, ends up falling asleep, watching TV, waiting for her dad to get home. Joel gets home. They have a very sweet moment that's from the game with this watch that she fixes for him. She ends up getting this watch that he had. She takes it his own money, which was kind of cute. She takes his own money and she pays for it. And she ends up getting this watch fixed that he loves very much. And she gives it to him as his birthday present. It was a moment taken straight from the game. Really liked it. Really enjoyed it. Um, and right when I saw the watch, I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be some sort of, like, memento. This is going to be... Like, I was like, I already knew she's going to die. She's going to die. This is going to be his way of remembering her after all these years later. And it's going to be fucking sad. And it was very sad. When uh, Joel ends up having to go bail out his brother Tommy from jail, uh, he's pissed the fuck off, like, God damn it, Tommy, I'll be, and he doesn't tell his daughter, he puts her to bed, gets out and leaves the house, and apparently while he was gone, I guess so what happened was, Tommy was at some sort of bar, or he was somewhere where this lady started getting attacked by this guy, and he beat the fuck out of the guy, and ended up going to jail because of it, but it turns out that the guy was one of the infected, but they didn't know it at the time, so he's in jail, he goes to bail out his brother, and uh, his daughter, Joel's daughter, goes across the street to go find the neighbors, he hears a bunch of rustling going on inside of the house, sees that the neighbors have been bitten, have been, have been just fucked up and beyond belief, realizes that the grandma is some sort of infected fucking zombie creature, and I was just like, oh, this is fucking creepy, but I'm, I'm like on my fucking toes watching this, like, oh crap, what's going on, is she gonna die right away? Because I didn't want to spoil too much of myself. I watched parts from the video game, but I didn't want to spoil too much for myself. So as I'm watching this, she runs back home. Pedro Pascal, or uh, I keep calling him Pedro Pascal. That's his name. Joel and Tommy get back. And this, this was a badass fucking scene right here. Joel and Tommy get back. Tommy's got a fucking rifle. Joel gets back and they're like, get in. They're like, they don't know what's going on. There's, some, there's something fucking happening. They got to get the fuck out of there. And I'm like, okay, good. I like the... The immediate, just like, we gotta go, fuck everything else, let's get the fuck out of here right now, we gotta dip, we gotta leave, let's get the hell out of here right now, I love the urgency, I love how they're just like, we, we gotta go, because some shows with something like this will be like, oh no, I gotta quit my stuff, fuck whatever you have, you gotta leave right now, you're not about to all die, so as they're trying to leave, they start heading towards the freeway, they start seeing that everything is just turning to shit, and as they get to the freeway, they realize that there's no way they're getting out. They got military uh, convoys. They got people blocking off highways. There's no way getting out. They were trying to go to Mexico, I believe, but there was no way to get out at all. So they all try improvising and get a way out. They end up heading back to the town or back to the city, and they try to get through the city. They try to get through all these different ways, and just things start going to shit. People are running. People are getting run over. People are getting trampled on. There's You can't tell who's infected, who's not, because at this point in time, nobody knows what infected is. They just know that there's something going on, and people are going crazy. And then all of a fucking sudden, while he's running with his daughter, they crash. They get hit by a car, I believe, and they crash. And he ends up getting his daughter out, whose ankle is messed up. He has to carry her. Tommy and them are like, we got to go. Hurry up. There's people coming. Tommy's got his rifle shooting at people. It's just going to hell, then as they're running, this was like the craziest thing I've seen in a while on a TV show, this fucking 747, this Boeing 747 comes out of the sky and crashes, and just like, fucks so much shit up, and I was just like, god damn, that visual was just amazing, it was awesome, and as all this stuff is happening, uh, Tommy and Joel separate, they're like, we'll meet up in a little bit, I'll meet you over here, I'll meet you on this part, okay, so as they're running, Joel is taking, uh, Ellie, he's running through all these different places to get her out of the way from this infected thing, um, he ends up, uh, getting her out so they can escape, and this is the saddest part of the beginning, uh, not Ellie, I don't know why I called her Ellie, um, and his daughter, Joel and his daughter, he's got her daughter in her arms, and there's this one soldier who basically tells him to stop, and he goes, we're not infected, it's just me and my daughter, we're not bit, we're fine, like, we're, we're not, we're not one of them, and he gets this thing on the headset, like, 
it's a, it's a father and his daughter. But sir, I can't. <sighs> yes, sir. And you just, you just hear the, the the pain in his voice, like, oh man, I'm gonna have to kill them right now. Like, and it is the saddest thing. And he tries to protect his daughter. They both end up kind of getting knocked down. His daughter ends up getting shot in the process in her in her uh, waist, or not her waist, in her stomach slash waist area, and. Uh, the guy's about to kill Joel and his daughter, like, just indefinitely. And Tommy comes by with the rifle and he shoots the guy. And that's when they realize that his daughter is shot. And it, it is the saddest thing I've seen in a while in a TV show. Joel trying to hold his daughter, telling her to hold on and she, as she dies in his arms. And it is just so fucking sad. And it's, it's, it's a great, it was a great fucking intro. It was a great intro. Uh, Pedro Pascal fucking knocks it out of the park. Pedro Pascal always does great in these roles where he's a fatherly figure. He's always great when it comes to showing emotion when he needs to. And right here, and him and the girl who played his daughter, they did, they both did great. Both did amazing. That's the thing about kid actors. Like, oh man, I don't know how good they're going to do. Like, sometimes they can like be really cringy and just not come off very well. She did great. She, I started tearing up. I felt so bad. I'm just like, God damn. I can't imagine somebody who played the game originally. And when they got to this part and how they probably felt, and it was just, oh, it was de very depressing, very sad. And um, we fast forward all these years later, and uh, there's this little girl walking, and uh, she's just like walking through this like just desolate area where all the trees and stuff and the shrubbery is just grown out. It's just past the point of no return. There's just so many things just going on here. And she gets to this thing called the QZ, the quarantine zone. And they test her to see if she's infected or not. And the thing, I believe it beeps red. And uh, I was like, I think she's infected. But then I got kind of like, okay, I don't think she is. Because the uh, people at the QZ were like, hey, why don't we get you your favorite food? You hungry? And she's like, she doesn't say anything. She just nods. And at first I thought this was Ellie. I'm like, is this Ellie? But it wasn't Ellie. And then we figure out later that they killed her. And Pedro Pascal has a job. One of his or I keep calling him Pedro Pascal. Joel has a job. And one of his jobs is that he burned, they burn bodies in a burn pile, and it's probably one of the more, like, how you say, shittier jobs, just because, like, you have to deal with dead bodies, dead kids, and you gotta burn the bodies, and the smell probably is just, just, just disgusting. And, um, we see another woman there, who we then, uh, then find out his name is Tess, who I believe is Joel's partner in the show, and, uh, or in the, in the game, and, and, and I guess in this new life that they have. Right away, I didn't realize that, but she says she can't do it because it's a kid, and Joel ends up just throwing the body in there, and you're just like, ah, man, this probably just reminds me of his daughter, Gary's daughter, and it's just a, such a sad, just sad thing that you're seeing what society's become, and you're kind of like, okay, this is a new functioning society, is the government kind of ruling this area, and yes, the government is, the government's kind of taking over this area, and as we're going through all this stuff, we kind of just figure out Joel's kind of like a, a guy that can get things. Joel has like, basically at this point in his life, he's just kind of bitter. And, and obviously who wouldn't be bitter? You lost your daughter and something you couldn't control. You are probably just a bitter man at this point in your life. It's 20 years later. And it's just one of those things where you're like, you, you can see it in his eyes and he's, but he's one of the guys that probably, I can get you, I can get you things. As we can see, he's, he's got these pills that he's getting around for some of the guards. The guards are telling him what's going on. He's looking for a car battery. He's, they're, they're basically like relaying information. I can get you stuff. You give me information. I'll get you some stuff. And I kind of like that. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. He's not just some basic guy that's just going to like escape everything and get out of everything. He's kind of have, he's got his things he can offer and they got their things they can offer him. And, uh, as all this stuff is going on. We kind of just figure out um, you know, what their plan is. His plan is to get a car battery and eventually go meet his brother or find his brother Tommy, who is somewhere in Wyoming. And he hasn't heard back had heard back from his brother in a long time. It's been a while. Him and Tess they live together, and um, their relationship is kind of. I was like, are they are they like together or is it just like oh we're partners? Like no, they're they're clearly together. They're together, but it's more of like a. A hardened relationship, I guess you could say, because they're in a fucking time where there's a goddamn pandemic going on. People are infected. People have died. So, of course, they're not going to be all just like, oh, yeah, we're this happy couple. No, like, they guarantee they get in their fucking arguments, but they, they care about each other. They love each other. And you can just tell that their relationship is 
how you say, it's not on the rocks. It's solid, but it's a hardened relationship, if that makes any sense. They've gone through so much together that they, hey, like, they can't go, like, they've gone through so much together with each other that they've gotten to a point where they just like, hey, we're kind of going through the motions, but we still care about each other. We still know what we want to do. We have our mission. This is what we're going to do. And um, I, I like it. I very much enjoy it. When we see Tess, we see Tess being interrogated by these people. And they're like, please don't let like, don't let Joel know. I don't want him coming after me. And she's all like, no, I won't let him know. This explosion happens. It's like the, They have these things called the Fireflies. And they're basically like these freedom fighters. And some of the Fireflies probably aren't considered freedom fighters. They're, some of them consider them terrorists. Some of them consider them just like, oh, you're blowing up things just to blow up things. You're in the name of the Fireflies. We want freedom. These guys just want to cause chaos. And I like the take on it because it is true. Like, you start a free fighting, a group of freedom fighters. Not every single one of them is going to be fighting for freedom. Some of those guys are going to be like, yeah, I feel, fuck the government. Fuck this. I just want to be able to do whatever the hell I want. Destroy shit and kill people with no rules and just say I'm a firefly. So that way the government's all like, well, the fireflies are a bunch of bad people. It's like, well, not all of them are bad people. Some of them don't like the way you guys are running shit. Some of them don't like the way you guys are basically a, a tyrannical government over people now forcing them to be a certain way and act a certain way where they can't do shit because of the pandemic and the infected. And it's just, it's a, it's a cool little interesting take that I like about it. Um, we get introduced to Ellie and, uh, and I'm, I'm gonna talk about Ellie in a second. We get introduced to Ellie. She's like chained up in this room. And I was sort of, I was like, okay, is that Ellie? That's gotta be Ellie. And it was Ellie. She obviously doesn't give her real name. There's this girl that's like testing her, like make sure she's not infected. And we eventually find out that Ellie has this bite on her. And the reason why they're keeping her there and they're doing tests on her, like physical tests and like, what's your name? Do you remember this and that? And she always gives the same thing every single day, she says. And I guess that Ellie was bitten at some point in her life and she never got infected. Now, I'm not sure if this is the thing in the game. It probably is. Uh, Ellie is basically immune to the in, to the infection, I guess you can say. Because she got bit and just kind of scarred up. It never, like, infected her. So they keep her alive because apparently they think that she's the key to this sort of, like, place where they can experiment on her and find a cure. And I guess that before they've already tried to find a cure and it's never worked out, obviously, because we're 20 years into this damn thing. And Ellie grew up in the quarantine zone. She's never experienced life outside of it. She's just kind of been a kid raised in this whole pandemic thing. And, um, the, the lady who's like the leader of the fireflies that keeps like doing tests on her and everything, uh, she basically kind of like levels with her and tells her she knows who she is and she, uh, are you my mom or something? She goes, it's, it's a cool little thing. And, um, it, how do you say, I was like, okay, I don't know how long this chick's going to be in this show, but, uh, I'm like, it seems like based on this conversation, she's going to die soon. Not Ellie, the chick that was talking with her. And, um. Here's one thing I want to say about Ellie, right? From the clips that I've seen of the game, Ellie is very... How do you say? She's very... Not argumentative. She's very, like... like spunky, I guess you could say, where she's, like, witty. She's very witty for uh, a kid her age. And the girl in the show... Um, I'll go over this a little bit later, but, like, for right now, the girl in the show doesn't really... She's got, like, two fucking emotions. Like... She, I hardly ever see her smile. I hardly ever see. It's just like okay. She's like the she's like the kid, the kid that's like on her phone in the car while you're like trying to like oh we're just trying to like look you're like driving through the mountains and you're, and you're looking at all the beautiful views and everything. You're just like wow look at these beautiful views. She's like yeah whatever I'm on Instagram. That's what she comes off as. She comes off as this kid who just doesn't fuck. Or she just comes off like she doesn't care. And it, the clips I seen her in the game, she's not necessarily like that. She's more like, has always, always has something to say. She always has her little commentary here and there. And it's funny, a lot of situational funny stuff. But it's just her, the girl, is her facial expressions don't do it for me in, in the show. So far. There are only three episodes in. I'm going to give her more of a chance to shine. But so far, I'm not really liking the casting for Ellie. Just based off of her her facial expressions and the way she reacts to things. Um, Joel and Tess are basically promised that they're going to get a battery. Um, they end up making their plan to escape the QZ and they're basically, we're fucked this. We're getting out of here. We're going to leave. And Joel and Tess 
uh, end up going to meet this place where they're supposed to go get the battery at. And, uh, or no, they're supposed to meet with the Fireflies or something. And when they go in there, they see a bunch of people are fucking dead. And apparently there was a shootout. Uh, Ellie and, um, Ellie and the, the other chick that's like, like her, I guess her guardian, uh, they're like the only ones left alive. A couple of them left alive because apparently there was supposed to be some people that met there. There was a shootout that we saw that wasn't on, that was off screen, and uh, Ellie gets introduced to Joel here. She tries to stab him right away, and he kind of kicks her to the side and takes her knife. And it's like a cool little way of that they had them meet and stuff. Uh, it's kind of more of like a, they didn't meet in a friendly way. They met in like a more of a hostile way. And right away, you see Ellie's a fighter. Ellie's not, I'm just going to get, uh, Ellie's not the type. I'm going to give up right away and just accept my fate. She's a fighter. Based off this interaction with her, Joel, and Tess, uh, it was a cool little thing. I just like seeing people pull their guns out like, hold on. Like, you promised us this, and we promised us that, and it's right away turning into some cowboy Wild West shit, and it was pretty cool. Um, they basically tell her, like, we need you to get her out of here. If you can get her out of here, if we can meet with these people, they'll get you this battery, and you just need to take her to this area. That way, they can take her to go get tested on and all this other stuff, and right away, Joel's like, no, 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 we're not doing this. I don't want to do this. We have what we have to do. We don't need any more baggage, and Tess is kind of the same way, but then they both reluctantly agree to it end up uh, taking Ellie to get her out of the QZ. They end up having to wait a little bit. Uh, they camp out for a while. They end up getting out of the QZ. And the guy that Joel was giving drugs to earlier, uh, he ends up getting caught out of the QZ. Seeing Joel, uh, it actually gets to the, getting to the point where they're like, he's going to kill Ellie and Tess and, and Joel to where Joel basically has PTSD flashbacks of his daughter and he just fucking goes off and beats the ever-living shit out of this guy and just fucking caves his face in. And you're just like, holy shit. Like, what a fucking, what a fucking episode. Hour and 20 minutes of just all this and this final time where Joel just gets to let loose and just fucks this guy up protecting Ellie. Now, in his mind, he's like, I'm not just trying to, I'm trying to get that battery. He's in, it reminds him of his daughter but he's not protecting Ellie because he loves her or he cares about her. He's protecting her because he only gives a shit about her so they can get their battery. They don't care about Ellie at this point in, their, in the story. And Ellie sees this happen like, holy shit, like this guy just fucking caved this guy's face in and just fucked him up. And it just shows that what people are willing to do in these situations where it's life or death. And I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was a great first episode. A great way to uh, introduce these characters. Um, thumbs up for me. Thumbs up for me for this first episode. Um, the next episode is titled Infected. Uh, it is 52 minutes long. The first episode was hour and 20 minutes. Second episode is 52 minutes. It's titled Infected. And this episode is basically more about the journey between uh, with Ellie, Tess, and Joel. Uh, we opened the episode first with, back in 2003, I'm not, I'm just, just some Asian country, I'm trying to remember specifically where, what, Indonesia, I don't know, it was some Asian country, there's this lady who is a scientist slash doctor who specializes in fungi and like, kind of viruses and stuff like this, and right away the government like goes and grabs her, takes her from her, her lunchtime, and they say, we're sorry for that, it's all in, all subtitles, not in English, and I like, and I like that. I like that it's not in English. I like that it's got subtitles. There's a lot of people who complain. Oh, man, I hate when they do stuff that's not in English. I got to read subtitles. Fuck off, okay? This shit immerses you better into the show, immerses you better into the world, because not everybody speaks fucking English, you dopes. So, when this is happening, I'm like, okay, what's going on? This is like not too long before, I guess, the whole pandemic starts. I guess that these guys were some of the first people to experience this in this country. And they captured one of the people, and they're dead. And this lady goes to, this lady is like quarantined in this area where they're like, we need you to like do some experiments on it, take a look at it, and tell us what you think, so we can see if we can possibly try to find a cure for whatever it is that infected this person. And she goes to go look around, and I'm like, okay, is there gonna be some Sam Raimi type shit where like it's like a jump scare and it fucking grabs her and fucks her up, and that's what caused everything? No, they did something a little bit different. She goes to look at the dead body and sees it's all infected and sees this fungus, fungi thing that's on it. And she goes to look at it. And right away when she finds it and she looks at it, she's just like, she basically just like, okay, get me out of here, please. Get me the hell out of here. And they try to talk to her. Is there a cure? Can you find a cure? And she tells them basically to fucking nuke the, bomb the whole city. 
destroy the whole place, basically saying that there's no fucking hope. And what they're establishing here is that this lady is probably the smartest lady, smartest person in the world when it comes to, like, this type of stuff, this type of viruses, this type of fungi, and who could probably be the only one to give us some sort of hope. And when she tells him that there's no hope, and you see the look on the general's face, she's like, fuck. Like, bomb the fucking, like, she made, when she says bomb the city, I'm like, holy fuck, there is no fucking hope. She's, there's no cure, be with your families, like, I want to go with mine, I, I, please, like, we just, like, it's over, it's fucked. And it, it just shows, goddamn, so, we got to the point where we are in the, sh in the story, because when it happened over here, they were like, there's no cure, there's no way, the only cure is to kill it, bomb it, get it, kill the whole, pe kill everybody, there's no possible way we can let this get out, and it's very depressing, very fucking sad. Um, we fast forward, we fast forward, Joel, Tess, and Ellie, and they're basically on their journey, they're trying to get to this car battery, they're supposed to meet this place where they can drop off Ellie at, and it's a nice little thing that they have, um, Joel is obviously very reluctant towards Ellie, doesn't want to talk to her, doesn't like her, uh, Tess is the exact same way, kind of, but she's a little bit more like, like open to teaching Ellie about this, all this stuff that they're uh, going through, what's going on. They kind of just like question her. They talk to her, and a couple times they threaten. She goes, "You go over there and go pee, or else we're gonna shoot you." And they start talking about Ellie behind her back and like saying stuff like, "Well, look, if this happens, if this happens," and I kind of like what they do here because they tell Ellie, "Go, go to another room, go over there, go use the restroom or whatever." And as they're talking about her, she basically reveals that, like, she can hear them. And I like that because it's like, they're talking. Like, I hate when they do this in shows. where they talk, they think that they're out of the person's, uh, away from the person's ear that they can't hear them. And then they start talking and everything. And it's just like, it's, 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 just, it's to me, it's just really funny. Because, obviously, she hears them. And it's just like, yeah, she would be able to hear you. It, it's, it's, just, it's just great. Um, I like the chemistry between uh, Joel and Tess. Um... As this whole thing happens, uh, they end up getting to this, I forgot what city they were in, but they had to basically cross over through this city if they wanted to get to the area where they're supposed to be, and they're like, we can either go the short way or the long way, either the, the we fucking die the quick way or the long way, we gotta basically go around everything. So they basically go ahead for the long way, because they don't want to go the short way, they know they'll die through the short way. They try to head through the long way, they start getting through this building, going through this mall, and I just, I love the fucking sets, dude, they look so great, the the disgusting looking murky water, you're like, what the fuck's inside there, and as they're going through, Ellie, like, tries to, like, oh, this is nice water and everything, and there's a fucking dead body that floats around, and scares the shatter, a lot of cool stuff here, I just love the fucking set piece, you know what it reminds me of, it reminds me of Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, in the sense of, like, this, the set pieces were really cool, like, the way they have things looking, it's just like, oh, it looks just so fucked up, and just ransacked, and ravaged, and just disgusting, apocalyptic, I love the way it looked, um, as we're going through here, they have to basically climb up to the top of the building to find a way to get across, and, uh, they end up climbing up to the top, they realize that the way to get through is, like, caved in with a bunch of rubble from the part of the, uh, part of the building, uh, Tess basically tries to find a way around, and as we're sitting there, we got Joel and Ellie kind of talking to each other. Joel is still apprehensive towards her, doesn't want to talk with her. She's still kind of the annoying little, oh, well, like making her little side comments. Like I said, it's not, it's not, her delivery is just not the best. That's all I'm going to say. I think, they, like, I, I'm going to keep saying it. I, I, like I said, that's all I'm going to say, but I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep saying it. I don't like the casting so far. I don't hate her. I just don't like the delivery of some of her lines. It just comes off very bland, very emotionless. And some are like, well, she's in the middle of a goddamn apocalypse. Like, why would she have emotion? <sighs> you have to have some sort of emotion. The facial expression, it's just a plain face. There's no, it's just like, oh, yeah. I don't know. This just like really sucks. Like, you know, it's like, no, you give some sort of emotion. Like, it's just not, the. I don't know. I, I just don't like the casting. I don't like, the face doesn't look anything like Ellie's, um, and, uh, like, Ellie's face in the game leaves her room to make these facial expressions. This girl's face is very, like, dull, to where you're like, if you see her, it, you ever seen, like, those Red Dead memes where it's, like, uh, the, the videos will be, like, Dutch smiling, and it's got his, got all his teeth and everything like that, 
where you're like, you never see Dutch smile with his teeth in the game at all, or you never see Arthur smile with his teeth in the game at all. Like, that's what it reminds me of. If somebody was to do, like, a meme like that of her smiling with her teeth, it'd look fucking creepy. Like, what the fuck? Her face just doesn't have, she doesn't have that face to where she gave off the facial expressions to where it would look good at all. I, I don't know. It just doesn't come off very, she just doesn't come off very well as the character of Ellie for me. And I'm having a hard time believing that this is going to be the hardened Ellie that we see in Season 2 when they adapt The Last of Us Part 2. Fucking God. Um, so, I don't know. Like I said, I'm going to keep giving... I'm going to give her a chance. It's only... We're only the third episode in. I mean, the second episode in so far in this review. But um, we're only three episodes in in the series. And then the third episode, they don't really show her that much. So, I'm, I'm, giving, them, I'm giving them chances. But right now, I'm not liking the character of Ellie. At least the way they're portraying her in the show. Um, uh, they hear a sound in the door, in the room next door, and Tessa is like, don't shoot, it's me, just open the door, Joel, she opens the door, like, she finds a way to get through, and they basically get to see all of, like, they look outside, it's like a beautiful view, but then you see all the fucking dead infected down there, and I guess, I guess it's like some sort of hive mind, and Tess basically discusses that, or says that it's a hive mind that basically, if you... If you touch one of them, they're all going to know exactly where you're at and they're all going to come running at you because it's like some sort of hive mind fungus thing. And um, as this is happening, you're like, okay, that's foreshadowing for what's going to happen later on in the episode, obviously. And they realize that they basically can't get across. They're like, fuck, we can't, we can't walk across here. There's like dead infected, half infected, or there's infected people crawling on the ground. And if we walk through there, they're going to see us and we're going to be fucking dead. So they basically like, fuck, we got to go back and take the short way. So they go to take the short way and they realize, they're like, the door's open. Okay. Somebody might've been in here before and they start hearing things and like, be quiet. So they're quiet walking around. This was, this was a cool scene right here. They're like quiet. And as they're going around, they're going upstairs and they hear all this noise, and all of a sudden, we get introduced to the clickers. The clickers are, like, these things that make this weird noise. Like, they make this weird platypus fucking kind of noise, and just it's just really eerie. I love the way they do it, because it, it, it just comes off like, holy fuck, like, that shit's creepy as goddamn shit. And they're on the second floor, and they're walking around. They hear the clicker, and it's like, I guess they can't see, but they can, like, hear you i guess you can say so it can't see and it's like walking around like upstairs and everything and we end up getting the scene where uh it ends up hearing them and they get a, we get a chase scene between tess ellie and joel and the clickers there's like two or three clickers and they're chasing after them we get introduced it's a fucking cool ass scene they're shooting at them they're missing a lot of their shots pretty realistic because in real life you probably would miss a lot of those shots as you're running and these things probably take a lot of fucking bullets to kill them as this is all happening uh, Ellie and, uh, Joel, uh, basically, like, split up, and they, Ellie hides under, like, a table, tries to run away, Tess gets split up from them, and, uh, Joel basically tries to take out one of the clickers, Tess ends up coming back, taking out the clickers, and boom, they're like, holy fuck, this is, we gotta get the fuck out of here, so, as they're pressing forward to move on, we end up keep going, and we eventually get to the spot where they're supposed to drop off Ellie, and they get there, and they're like, what the fuck, they see there's a lot, there's, where the truck was at that was supposed to either collect her or drop some stuff off. They basically walk inside. They see that there's blood and they're like, what the fuck's going on here? This is the place they were supposed to drop off Ellie. And I believe these are the fireflies, but they were supposed to basically drop off Ellie here. And they go inside and they realize there's a bunch of dead people everywhere. And Joel, Tess, and Ellie come to the conclusion that uh, they weren't like, Ellie asked the question, were they killed by Fedra? And he goes, no, it looks like this person got infected the sick fought the, uh, the, the the people who were uh, unsick fought the sick. Everybody lost, and it looks like they all shot themselves and were killed. And uh, Tess asks uh, where they were supposed to leave, like, where the fuck were we supposed to be taking you? And she says, out, Ellie says, out west. And Tess starts kind of acting a little irrational here. And uh, Joel's like, what the fuck are you doing, Tess? It's the, like, we're going home. Like, it's the, like we got to get the fuck out of here. We're going home. She goes, that's not my fucking home. And kind of gets mad at Joel. And she goes, I'm staying. Our, our luck was bound to run out sometime. And she right away, uh, Ellie just kind of goes, oh, shit, she's infected. And Tess kind of just, like, scoffs at her. 
Joel looks at her and he goes, show me. And she says, oops, right? And like she basically got bit somewhere by the neck off screen when she was fighting that clicker, I'm assuming. And right here, because another fucking sad scene, you're like, God damn, what else is Joel going to have to go through? And Joel basically has to, it's like, oh, fuck. So what happens is, is one of the creatures is like, comes trying to come back to life and they shoot it. And when they kill it, it basically sends a message to the other ones nearby. They all start basically fucking bum rushing to the area that they're in. And uh, Tess basically says, like, she's, I don't have much time. Get out and I'll let you guys go. But I'll let you guys go free. I'm going to do my best to stop him. And she basically tells me, get the fuck out of there and go. And this is heartbreaking for Joel because, like, another person he loves is going away. He's going to lose them. And Tess basically dumps all these oil, all this oil and gasoline everywhere to set on fire. And uh, Joel and Ellie basically run out to escape. All these, all these infected are basically running towards the area. They end up breaking into the place. They all run past Tess, I guess, because she's infected now and they won't hurt her. And um, she basically gets one of them to come up to her. Or one of them comes up to her as she's trying to like light, the, light her... Um, her lighter and it's like not lighting and it's very like like oh god like tense like a lot of tense situation right here you're like uh oh like is it gonna light is she gonna die is she gonna get infected before she can light it and this one comes up to her and it basically like kisses her but it gives her like the fungus and she ends up in being able to light the lighter at the last moment drops it and the whole place just fucking explodes catches on fire killing majorly all the fucking infected that were in there so um Joel and Ellie can escape, and this is just another heartbreaking scene for Joel, and he's left alone again with this kid that he doesn't care about, and he's basically always loses the people close to him, it's very fucking sad. Uh, one scene I forgot to mention before this is when they get out of the little area where the they meet the clickers for the first time, they get a view, and it's a, it's a, it's taken straight from the fucking game, where him and uh, Ellie, they look out and they see this, like, they see, like, the city... And you see this, like, I think it was, like, the cap, somebody in the capital of the city or whatever, the capital building, I don't know. And it's, like, a very just beautiful scene. And it's just taken straight from the game. I forgot to mention that earlier, but it was really cool. Um, but, yeah, another great episode. Very sad ending. Uh, like I said, I never played the game until before. I never played the game at all. I just saw cutscenes and watched some scenes. And this scene happening was just like, oh, man, like, this fucking sucks. And, uh, I mean, I had a feeling Tess was going to die, but um, I didn't think it was going to be this soon. So, very, uh, just terrible scene for, or, not terrible scene, but terrible moment for Joel, and it just, you just feel so bad for the character. And Pedro Pascal does great, um, just portraying emotion whenever he needs to, not so much Ellie. Uh, But, yeah, another great episode, 52 minutes long, decent, uh, great length, I love these lengths that they got for the episode not getting these 45 minute bullshit episodes. This is, this was great. Uh, anyway, on to the next episode. Also too, when I said the 45 minute bullshit, like the episodes, when I say, when I say shows are 45 minute bullshit, it's not even 45 minutes. It's like 40 minutes with five minutes worth of credits. So these ones are at least like true to the lengths with at least like three minutes of credits. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's fine with me. No problem at all. Um, but what was I going to say? But, uh, the next episode is another episode that's above and This is what I didn't expect. I didn't expect this, uh, episode to be, um, or the third episode of the series to be, um, to be, it's like an hour and 15 minutes long, I believe. Let me double check. Yeah, hour, it's, it's called, uh, Long, Long Time. And it's an hour and 15 minutes long. And it's called Long, Long Time based off of a song that is in this, uh, episode that is played on a piano. But this is starring... What's the guy's name from Parks and Recreation? Uh, I don't know what his name is. I'll look it up right now. But this is probably this is probably the most controversial episode of the series so far. And I'm gonna go. Ahead, I'm gonna get into the reason why. All right. And I. <laughs> okay. What's the, what's his name? Parks and Recreation. What's this guy's name? Is it Joel Offerman? Joel Joel Offerman. What's his name? Nick Offerman. That's right. Uh, Nick Offerman is uh, Nick Offerman is the, the star of this episode. Uh, we focus on these two characters, uh, Bill and Frank, uh, in like some sort of like like a 
flashbacky scene with uh so we start off with Joel and Ellie basically, you know, trekking on through their journey and they're heading to this post office that Joel is very familiar with. Obviously it's run down. It's been like this for years. Joel uh, has hidden some stuff here and we kind of get like a little bit of an intro, not intro, but we uh get him and Ellie kind of, you know, with each other a little bit and I'm like, "Okay, give Ellie some stuff to show some emotion with. Give her something, you know, that I can make me like this character a lot more, right?" And Joel is like looking for this thing that he left there, and she's like, "Oh, you can't find it." And he goes, "No, I'm just zoning, or uh, I'm just like zeroing out where it's at, or whatever." And it's kind of funny because he doesn't remember where it's at. And she basically uh, goes to look around in the back, and uh, she ends up finding uh, this little area that she can go underground in. She goes underground, and she sees this dead, uh, like clicker or this dead uh, infected. She goes up to it, and she, like, stabs it in the face to see it bleed, and then, like, stabs it a bunch and kills it. It was a little freaky here. I'm like, holy shit. But you can see, like, her fascination with, like, the creatures and just, like, oh, no. It's, like, it's, like, it's, like, in Stand By Me when they see the dead body, and they're, like, looking at the dead body. It's, like, you poke it with a stick. I'm like, holy shit. Like, you know, it, it, there's always the one kid that pokes it with the stick, you know. Um, but as this is all happening, Joel, like, calls for Ellie. She comes back up. She goes... You said everything was taken. She has, like, these tampons or whatever the hell it is. And I thought that was kind of funny. Um, they had this little arcade game there. It's a Mortal Kombat game. And I know in the game it's, like, just some random arcade game. And uh, in the show it's a Mortal Kombat. And she makes the same comment she does about this one. But there's a difference. In the game, in the game, Joel kind of, like, goes acknowledges the game with her after she brings it up. And they kind of have this little discussion here where it kind of humanizes the both of them. In the show, she brings it up and Joel just like ignores her. So I don't know. I think that they need, I think in the future episodes they need to do better with the both of their characters and like because if this is nine episodes long and we're getting the fourth episode this coming week, they gotta do better with making them making me like them both. You know? Like they gotta they gotta do something. They gotta fix this because right now there's not much chemistry between the two of them that I that I'm seeing. I may have mentioned there was a little bit before, but I'm not really seeing much now. It's just more of, like, there's not a lot of, like, playing off of each other, like, in the game. And I, I want to see more of that. But as we're talking about this, she basically asks where we're going. And she basically, and he tells her that we're going to, like, this guy, kind of a doomsday prepper sort of thing. And I didn't realize that they did a time jump. Or they did, like, a, they did like a flashback. Not flashback, but they did, like, a, a time period jump, I guess you can say. And they went back in time to 2003, where, um... There's this guy named Bill, and he's like he's like watching these monitors in like the basement of his basement, and well, like I guess his basement, I don't know, basement of this basement. It was something. He's like sitting underground and underground underneath his house, looking at all these cameras while all these uh, government people are like kicking people out of their homes and like taking them to the QZ. And um, earlier in the episode, as they were wa- when they were walking. Joel said, we're not going to go down that way. Ellie says, why? And she goes, he goes, you're not, I don't think you're ready to see what's over there. And, um, before the, she goes, ah, I want to see it anyway. She ends up walking over there and they end up seeing a bunch of skull and bones and like dead, like just, just skull and bones of people who died and decomposed. And we see clothes and everything there. You see this little cloth and you're like, huh, okay, it doesn't really mean anything, but the camera kind of focuses on it. Um, and as we're in this flashback to 2003, <laughs> We see one of the people is this lady. She has a baby that's like has this little cloth around him. It's the same cloth that they that Ellie and Joel saw in the where the dead pe- dead bodies were at the skulls and everything in the clothes. So it's like ah, oh, that's that's that was their fate. And we and Joel basically tells Ellie like yeah, like these like what happened to these people? Like were they infected? And he goes no, a lot of people either weren't infected or they were just they were killed so they wouldn't get infected. Less people alive, less people infected. And I'm like, oh, that's, it's fucked up, because it just shows, like, yeah, they, like, hey, there's no, we don't want to risk them getting infected, so kill them before they do. <laughs> and that's what happened to those people that they saw. But, uh, back to the flashback, uh, we see, uh, Bill, and I, honestly, I really fucking enjoyed this scene. I'm like, okay, so after all the people are gone, he realized everybody's gone, he's got the little town to himself, he basically goes to Home Depot, starts taking all this shit, he just gets stuff ready, he starts building his little compound, and this was fucking awesome, just seeing, like, just seeing him drive around in his fucking truck, doing what he's gotta do, it was cool, all these places are closed down, he's visiting all of them, it was great, cool little scene, um, he ends up basically making himself a dinner with some, a cattle, or some, some fucking cow that he has hung up, 
He ends up making himself a fresh steak, and uh, things just kind of go on. We kind of go forward a little bit, and it's like the, a couple days later, and or and I did a couple days later. It's, maybe it's like a couple months after, not too long after, and um, he uh, like he just likes watching the zombies or the, the infected get killed by his little traps that he has outside. It's like it never gets old, and he ends up finding out that there's somebody in one of his traps, and he goes to help the guy, and um, the guy introduces himself. His name is Frank. And uh, he goes out there to go help him, but he's kind of weary. Like, who is this fucking guy? At first, I'm like, who's this fucking guy? Because I, I, like I said, I think I don't, I didn't know any of these characters in the game until I saw after. And I'm like, okay, who is this guy? And I'm like, is I recognize the actor? I don't know his name though. I'll have to figure out his name. But um, as I'm watching this, I'm like, okay, this guy seems like not to be trusted. See that like this guy is like either gonna try to kill him, and it's gonna result in a scene where one of them is either gonna die. Um. Uh, and, and what happens is he ends up letting him up, taking, uh, taking him to, um, he ends up taking him to, uh, inside of his house, lets him shower, gives him something to eat and everything. And it's like, okay, this is kind of cool. And, uh, he thanks him and, uh, they have their food and they eat and, uh, Frank sees the piano and he goes to play the piano and Bill tells him not to play it because it was my mother's like, it's, it's, you know, it's. Yeah, I don't really want to, uh, don't play it, don't mess with it. And he tries to play this song called Long, Long Time, and it, you know, he's alright at it. And then, uh, Bill goes to play it, and he plays the song, and he sings it, and Frank says to him, uh, who's the girl that that's for? And he starts kind of crying, and he goes, it wasn't a girl, was it? And he goes, no, and then they kiss. And I was kind of just like, when I watched it, I was like, whoa, like, okay, I did not see that coming. And, uh. You know, I was, I'm not, I'm not a lie. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, are they going to have, and they go and they have a gay sex scene. Uh, they don't show too much. They just show them getting into bed together. And I'm kind of just like, okay. Like, he's like, I'm going to stay the night. Okay. He goes, okay, you could stay the night. And I'm just like, all right. I was kind of just like, whatever. Like, I, I don't know. I'm like, was this in the fucking game? But I was like, knowing Neil Druckmann and knowing that fucking mocap he did first fucking Abby and him in uh, Last of Us Part 2, I was like, I guarantee there was a fucking scene like this in the game. <laughs> Come to find out later on that there wasn't, that uh, Bill and Frank were actually very minor characters. You never actually meet Frank. You just see him hung because I guess he hung himself after he got infected, and he apparently hated Bill. They were partners, but uh, he, you know, they hated each other kind of. And uh, you get introduced to Bill, and Bill's more of like an asshole, and just kind of like goes back and forth with Ellie. And we don't really get any of that here. We end up going to a time jump in 2007. They've been together for a couple of years already, and they're arguing. And he's like, "I want to have friends. I want to have people by here. I want to have people come by." Oh, no, no, it was, this wasn't 2007, I think this was like a couple months, was it like 2007? It might have been, I don't know, it was a couple months in to their whole thing, or a couple years in, and they're getting into arguments, and they're just like, he's like, I want to have, Frank's like, I want to have people buy, and he's like, I don't want to have people, but Bill's like, I don't want to have people buy, it's our compound, it's just us, we don't need anybody else, we don't need anybody else besides me and you, and, um, you know, then we fast forward, and he, uh, we see, uh, Ellie, not Ellie, we see uh, Tess and uh, Joel when they were younger a little bit, and uh, they're friends with Frank. Bill obviously is a very abrasive to um, to um, uh, Joel, and they kind of don't really like each other, uh, but they you know they kind of get along, and they realize that they can get each other's stuff, and uh, it's kind of a cool little thing. Then we fast forward to, um, was it 2013? Um 2013, Bill and Frank are kind of, you know, they're uh, jogging, they're running around, they're doing their thing, and uh, they're spending time together, and uh, they have their own little strawberry patch, they uh, you know, start kissing again, they have their own little emotional stuff, and I'm not gonna lie, it was really nice seeing, like, the, the story play out between them with their relationship, and I'm like, oh, you know, they're, uh, they actually care about each other, I thought, I thought it was gonna be the typical, like, one of them tries to betray the other one and kill and take his stuff, no, that didn't happen, and, um, they start, like, you know, growing older together, and, uh, their, uh, place gets attacked by, uh, raiders, uh, Joel mentions it earlier that the raiders will attack this place, and they'll come at night, 
and they won't, you know, they're going to want to fucking take everything and kill you. And that's, and that, that's what ends up happening. Raiders end up coming by and taking the place, trying to take the place at night. And, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Bill basically is outside with his rifle, ki- picking them off one by one while he has his traps where they get burned by fire. I thought this shit was cool. Having his little fucking, uh, gas traps that he has outside his electrical fence, they all die. And, uh, he ends up getting shot. Uh, Frank has to bring him in, and I thought Frank was going to die here, Frank has to bring him in, and tend to his wounds, and you think that Bill's going to die here, but we end up, uh, realizing that Bill doesn't die, and we fast forward to the 2023 timeline, and they've grown old together, Bill, uh, is obviously older, Frank has some stain, some sort of, I, I, I'm assuming cancer, cancer and uh, some sort of cancer some something that's basically like you know he he's not able to walk on his own he basically is in a wheelchair and um they go to sleep together and he tells them that you know he, he's like god damn you're up he goes just relax this is my last day anyway like i just please just make it last and they basically have one last day together where they go around they do the things that they love and uh leave they get married yeah, they get married, and um, it was a very sweet little moment, but he ends up having these pills that he tells him, I want you to crush these up, put them in my wine after we have a nice dinner, and then I want us to go to bed together so I can die. And um, it's a very sad, very sad, very sad scene when they're uh, embracing each other, and um, fr- uh, Bill basically goes and gets a bottle and he pours his glass and he downs it along with uh, Frank. And Frank goes, you put pills in the bottle, didn't you? He goes, enough to kill a damn horse. It's basically so they can die together. And they both drink their stuff. They go upstairs and um, they die together. We don't see it actually, but they die together in bed. And um, there's a very sad, very sad scene because Joel and Ellie end up getting to the compound. Joel knows the code to the uh, gate. He ends up getting inside and uh, they go there, and he tries to look for um, Frank and Bill. They can't find them. We then find out that uh, the door is locked upstairs, or it's like blocked off. Ellie finds a letter. She starts to read. She ends up telling Joel what it is, and she reads it to Joel, and tells him what it says. And it's like, I never really liked you, Joel, but you know, I tests and everything, and all this other stuff. And it's like a letter where he talks about like we're upstairs in the room. We left the window open so we wouldn't uh, leave a smell. Uh, we died together, and he basically leaves his car. Anything here is yours. Take what you need. And he basically left him a car for him. And uh, this is obviously fucking sad for sad for Joel. Joel just keeps losing people that you know are in his life, and it's just like goddamn. It just makes him feel more and more alone. And I think that's when it's gonna. She she reads something in there where um. Uh, Bill says that he had no purpose in his life until he met Frank. And that's who he was going to basically protect for the rest of his life. And it kind of like goes over to Joel's face and you're like, okay, this is the foreshadowing. He's, he's going to eventually have his mindset changed about Ellie. He's going to be protecting her, the whole wolf and cub story. And uh, it was very sad. It was very sad. Um, they end up taking what they need. Um, they end up getting the car. He ends up charging a battery, I believe it is, for the car. And uh, Ellie ends up getting her iconic little sh- t-shirt that she wears, the red shirt. And, um, they basically get into the truck and they're on their way and they're listening to some sort of music. Uh, I believe it was long, long time. The same song they were listening to, but it was on the radio through like CDs or whatever. And, um, yeah. And the episode ends with them driving off out of the compound. And we kind of like, uh, have like a camera zoom out into the room where, uh, Frank and Bill both died at, but we don't see their bodies and the episode kind of ends there. So, this episode didn't really focus on Joel and Ellie too, and Ellie too much. It focused more on Bill and Frank. And, okay, so the criticism that I saw for people online is the gay stuff. People don't like seeing the gay kissing scenes and the gay other scenes. They don't, they don't like seeing two guys kissing each other. And look, people got their preferences. They cannot like that if they want. I can understand that. Some people will be like, well, how come you would like that but you wouldn't like women? You, would, you wouldn't mind if uh, a guy and a girl were kissing. Well, I mean, if somebody's straight, right, their preference is straight, is straight. so if they're a guy, their preference is women, if they're a woman, their preference is a guy. Not all women and guys are, you know, they kind of cringe at seeing, you know, the same-sex couples kiss, 
And just just like there's some same sex couples like who, people who are gay who are like they kind of cringe at like a man and a woman kissing. Like, what the fuck? That's weird. It's weird to them. So why wouldn't it be weird to some people who find it weird? I don't know. I can understand some people not liking that. They this was. I wasn't upset. Okay, I was kind of just caught off guard at first, and I kind of was like, okay, whatever. I don't really care. It doesn't bother me. Uh, but I could see why it bothered some people. I guess. I mean, I mean, my thing, too, is more the fact that they didn't really focus on Joel and Ellie too much. I thought they were going to go back and forth between time periods, but they didn't. They, they focused on Bill and Frank, and especially when in the game where they're not even that pivotal of characters, especially Frank, you're kind of just like, why waste this filler episode on all of them? Because I was like, okay, it's an hour and 15 minutes. Maybe it won't focus on them the whole time, and it does. It focuses on them, and put on them for... 85% of the episode, it focuses on Bill and Frank, and you get, like, barely any Ellie and Joel. So I would have liked to see more Ellie and Joel. That's, like, my, my only complaint. Um, but, yeah, I could see a lot of people just, like, either tuning out the series after this episode or just not wanting to watch it at all because of the, the gay stuff. And, you know, I mean, that's fine, I guess. If you don't like it, then that's, that's fine. You have every right to not like it. I didn't mind it. I didn't care. It wasn't that big a deal for me. I actually, like I said, I, I kind of got emotional a little bit when they both died and they both teared up. It was very sad, very sweet and very sad to see. But um, like I said, I can understand why people wanted to see more Joel and Ellie versus this. And it was, I guess, considered a filler episode, you can say, since we only get nine episodes. But I'm like, hey, if the finale is like two hours and something minutes long, that's cool with me. We just need to see more character development from for Ellie and Joel. Especially Ellie, because like I said, this episode didn't really help out too much with Ellie and me. But um, it's funny because in the, in the game, the way they find out that Bill is gay, uh, she ends up finding like a, a gay porno magazine in like the in the truck when they both leave the compound. Um, so that's kind of funny, I guess you could say. But um, like I said, okay, now the gay scene was it just shoehorned in there because hey, we got to hit our gay quota thing and we want to make expand upon it. Honestly, probably. I guarantee Neil Druckmann had a big piece in that because, like I said, if you wa if you play The Last of Us Part Two and wa or watch The Last of Us Part Two, you see some stuff that Neil Druckmann does. You're like, why are you in this? But why are you doing? It, it seems like you're kind of just living out your fantasy. But whatever. I guess you're the game creator. I mean, the sales and the reviews for the second game spoke for itself. It wasn't very good. But um, so far, I'm, I'm loving the show. I have no gripes with it besides the little minor ones that I gave you. Ellie's character. Um, and the lack of focus on Joel and Ellie in this last episode. Um, but, you know, and, and, the, and just the chemistry. I want I need to see more chemistry between them. I'm not seeing it so far. So, um, they, it's already been renewed for season two, and they're going to be apparently report. Uh, I, I guess the... I guess the first season is going to focus on on the first part of the game, and the second season is going to focus on the last part, and I guess that's going to be it. So, uh... I mean, I don't know, like, I'm one of those people, like, yeah, I'd like to see them, I'd like to see them, like, focus on this season, on, like, we already know what happens, based off the first game, so, they can either do two seasons based off the first part, and then either choose to do a season three based off of part two, or just not acknowledge it at all, now, what I'm hoping, what, like, I guess what they're gonna do, season one is part one, season two is part two, which, hey, I'm not going to be straight up. I'm not going to be the biggest fan of that. Nobody, I don't know a lot of people who like the second game because of what they do uh, to some of the characters. Um, but here's my only thing. The only silver lining. If they decide to make season two about part two, change the story. Change the story and I'm, I am pretty sure people will not complain. If you change the story, I guarantee there won't be any people complaining. So... That's my only thing if they're going to do season two based off of part two. But uh, I, I'm glad, I, I like the show so far. I like the episode length. So they kind of just hit you with like, oh, this one's 52 minutes long. This was an hour and 20 minutes long. This is an hour and 15 minutes long. I hope that we get more episodes that are an hour plus long. I have no problem with that whatsoever. So, um, but yeah, this series is a thumbs up for me. Besides the minor things that I said I would change. Uh, I don't really see any other problems with the show. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite shows that I'm focusing on right now. I'm actually glad that I watched it and I started watching it. I honestly was originally probably wasn't going to cover it, but um, I'm glad I started watching it. Um, glad I've been covering it. This has been great so far, and I hope it continues to get great. I believe we get episodes every Sunday at like 9 p.m. Eastern time. 
So I think that for us is like maybe, was that 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock uh, Pacific Standard Time? But yeah, shout out to everybody in the show. Ellie's character needs to get better. Uh, Joel's character, they got to have better chemistry. That's all I got to say. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. The podcast is back. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed this review. I was able to cover these three episodes within the last hour. Uh, So yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this. Tell everybody about the show. Tell everybody about the podcast. This has been the No Limit Lab. I'm your host, Eloy, and have a good night.